Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. In this week's episode, we will discuss education reform on mission. Hello, everyone. This is Danielle Washington coming to you. Good evening, this is your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. Tonight's topic is lifelong learners. Uh, Is lifelong learning a good idea, and what is lifelong learning? A recap on last week's show, we discussed steps for parents uh, to consider in selecting a school for their child. On tonight's episode, we're going to explore lifelong learning and the future and what part it plays in our culture. So join in the discussion with us and call us at 917-948-7542 or drop your comments in the chat or tag us on social media using the hashtag NHEG or post your comments on Twitter at Buffy underscore Awaken or on Spreaker, Instagram, or YouTube. Remember, my New Heights host, fellow host, Erica Hansen shows, airs on Thursdays at 2 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 1 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I know that, again, we are in the process of dealing with the ramifications of COVID-19 and also um, dealing with a lot of other issues that are 
I guess at this point, global issues for us uh, as far as race relations are concerned. So I want to, again, um, just take a moment and us preparing for lifelong learners. Um, this particular time in history is uh, definitely giving us a different perspective on life and the things that we should be learning and the examples that we should be setting for others in this particular time. So I just want to take uh, a, just a short brief moment and I'd like for you to join in with me in thinking about all the sacrifices that others have made for those who are dealing with the pandemic that we're dealing with right now, those who are putting in extra time to make sure that our loved ones are cared for, and all of those who are out there trying to make sure that we are safe. Uh, and just uh, remember them in your thoughts and your prayers. So we'll just take a moment. Thank you. So in thinking about a lifelong learner, one of the um, things I did with my research, and I want to go ahead and let you know where my sources are coming from, I have an article from the Forbes magazine, also Oxford uh, Handbooks and the Art of Education. But I also um, did some research. I love TEDx. Um, and one of the uh, episodes was regarding why be a lifelong learner. And one of the um, examples that she used, and I thought it was a beautiful analogy, she used um, a symphony conductor. And she spoke about, you know, sometimes, as with me, there are people who have uh, a natural affinity to try different things in life and to see if you know, those things are something that they truly have a deep interest for. And so I'm kind of, I kind of fall into that category. And she said one of the things that she explored was once she started participating in all these things that she really liked to do, she started to question herself as to, well, if I am exploring all these areas, am I an expert in anything? But when she went to the symphony, she realized that in watching the conductor, the conductor was not the greatest um, violinist or a horn player or any of those things. But she was able to seamlessly orchestrate everything because she had a vast knowledge of each instrument. And it was a beautiful blend of all of the instruments together and if anybody has listened you can appreciate that it doesn't have to be the symphony it could be any form of music um, but you can appreciate what it takes for a producer or someone to seamlessly put those things together and so I thought that was a beautiful analogy of lifelong learners and so we we learn things and we know that in this lifelong process, it's an ongoing process. But when we think about lifelong learning, it's more of a voluntary thing. Um, it's something that either you do for personal development or for, for professional development. And for those in education, particularly, there are, you know, and with most fields, a 
definitely with the counseling field that I'm in and most professional fields, there's this a thing called professional education or continuing education that you do that's for professional development. But when we're thinking about lifelong learners, we're thinking about something that you're self-motivated to pursue um, for personal development, not necessarily something that definitely could benefit your career because it teaches you that um, the things that you try, it's going to take practice. Um, you know, you may fail at something, but if you continue to do those things, and I think it was Erickson that said, if you do something for 10,000 hours that you can learn to be good at something. And so it also kind of debunks the myth that I do believe that there are people who have exceptional gifts in life. And so like Mozart and Chopin and those, those type people, um, um, have particular talents, but I do believe that if you work at something that you can become better and better over time. And so that's kind of the premise of lifelong learning. It's kind of finding what your passion is or things that you're slightly interested in. And that can run the gamut of, you know, anything from, let's say, if you are interested in history, you just might want to know more about a particular time in history and you may pick up a book or you may watch a documentary on a particular thing but on the other end of that spectrum you could potentially want to teach history and get your PhD in history so you could go anywhere along that spectrum and still become a lifelong learner and some of the things that we learn are Sometimes there are natural traits that we have, and sometimes we might not be naturally inclined to go in that area. Another example for me, I did, um, I'm not what you would consider an athlete. <laughs> so um, I wanted to do one of the things that I had an interest in, in kind of being a lifelong learner, I wanted to do a 5K run. Why that came to me, I do not know because I was not a lifelong athlete, but I did want to do it. And I knew that there were other people out there who were like me, who weren't in terrible shape, but they weren't in the best shape. And I couldn't like necessarily uh, sign up to do a 5K run that next weekend. But so what I did was I did some research, of course, and there was this thing called, it's pretty popular now, it's called Couch to 5K. And so you start off basically walking a minute, running a minute, walking a minute and running a minute. And it takes you through these different intervals until you get to the point where you can run a 5K. Well, first of all, I didn't realize 5K wasn't five miles. So <laughs> in the research, that was um, enlightening. And so once I learned that, I was quite happy. But um it was still a challenge, so I still had to do it. And But one of the things is that once I was able to accomplish that, it made me see that I could accomplish other things. And in general, it just made me a happier person. And so that's kind of the, the thing with lifelong um, learning. Um, you have to figure out, you know, if this is something that you're motivated to do, because you have to be committed to do it. Um, in order for you to improve it or even understand how it's going to enhance you as a person and potentially enhance you uh, in your career as well. And so you look at things that are, are not necessarily um, things that you have a natural affinity for. But also in looking at the research that I looked at for this particular segment, 
One of the things that was very intriguing to me is that there are 758 million people globally who cannot read or write. But the importance of lifelong learning is that also 65% of the jobs that our children are going to um, potentially participate in are no longer are not created yet. And so if we think about those two spectrums, we have this large segment of people who can't read and write, right? And then we have our children who are going into this area where, you know, these jobs haven't been created yet. And we think about the field of lifelong learning. Well, we've always kind of delved into that because we have vocational learning. We have people who learn just from watching other people. We have craftsmen. We have people who have a natural talent for different things, maybe growing crops or maybe it's woodworking, whatever that is. Those segment of people can thrive sometimes better than those who are formally, because when we look at lifelong learning, we talk about informal teaching. So those people sometimes thrive more through that informal setting. And so when you couple that with your formal learning, it just becomes um, more of a an exciting part of your life. And so it doesn't leave anybody out when you think about lifelong learning. It doesn't matter, you know, that you don't you don't have your master's degree or you don't have your bachelor's degree. If you're looking at lifelong learning, if you're willing to put in the time and the effort that it takes in order to learn something new that you're excited about, um, something that could potentially um, benefit you, um, benefit your family, benefit your uh, community um, or something that's just fun for you because essentially that's why I got into this volunteer radio hosting thing right it's because I had an interest for it and so um, I couldn't I had there was a learning curve I had to learn things that I didn't know and so these are the things that are exciting okay no I'm not technically trained in it but I can still learn those skills and that's with anybody. So it comes with self-motivation and you have to make it a priority. Um, these things um, are, you have different levels. You, There are people who don't necessarily have a growth mindset for changing their characteristics of how they've naturally, you know, come up and they feel like maybe they're stuck in a certain uh, way and they have a fixed mindset. But with lifelong learning, of course, you have to have a growth mindset because everything is naturally um, changing. And you have to look at things that are your personal interests and your personal goals, and you want to improve upon that. And that can, in turn, improve your self-confidence. But uh, on tonight's episode, we are talking about lifelong learning and uh, how it can make you uh, a happier person and it doesn't necessarily require any particular skills it just requires you to want to achieve something and shifting your mindset in a way that will open you up to lifelong learning and ways to cultivate that and you know you can always keep a book with you. You could keep. You can make a list of the things that you um, want to learn, and you can find smarter friends, which is something that <laughs> definitely can help your um, uh, growth uh, mindset. And also um, guiding your thinking. Think about what you're thinking about. Pay attention to what you're paying attention to, and um, because you know. 
if you clean up your input and you focus in on something different, then things will change. But you have to make that change first. And so you're going to be faced with challenges with that. And it may be financial, it may be demographic, it may be technology, but there is some way that Again, you can uh, develop your lifelong learning skills. But I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and at this time, we're going to take a short break, and I hope that you join us after the break. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. Welcome back. I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and you're listening to the New Heights Educational Group, the New Heights Show on Education. And tonight's topic is lifelong learner. And we just discussed the different levels of interest that um, people may have that entails different ways of learning. And we also discussed that you need to have a focus and a self-control if you're thinking about lifelong learning and picking up a different skill. Um, And thinking about um, lifelong learning and us as humans, can you uh, even just imagine if every human being and the potential that we could have to extend uh, our educational opportunities and our mindset if we were to be more inclusive of people, not based on what they currently know, but what they would be willing to explore in an informal setting to kind of better our culture and better our communities and better ourselves. And so it kind of improves the quality of our life and it can create, you know, a part of your life that, you know, it can affect, it could be, it could be a spillover into your community and make things um, just better in general for all of us. And it could have just such a positive impact on society. And when we think about um, things that restrict us from lifelong learning could be simply just, you know, not being motivated. But I'm hoping that with today's show that it motivates you to at least explore those things that you may be interested in. And don't be fearful because remember that even geniuses failed at something because they had to, you know, perfect that skill and they had to continue to hone in the things that or weed out the things that weren't working for them and then continue to work and improve on those skills. And so you shouldn't real you shouldn't be fearful of failure because it always teaches you something. So and looking at lifelong learning and, and structured and unstructured ways of learning, um, the reality is that most of us have a goal outside of our normal life or normal job or school. And it's that curiosity that kind of builds on 
the lifelong learning process because as a child we learn to talk we learn to ride a bike and this is all before we start school right and so someone is teaching you in an informal way how to do those things and or you learn those things informally on your own or instinctively on your own through trial and error um, and then also as adults, you know, learning how to use uh, a smartphone or learning how to cook a new dish or anything like that. We're continually learning through trial and error as we go through life. And so some of us have a natural interest and a natural curiosity um, for things and it motivates us to want to learn other things. And then some of us, you know, are motivated by others when we see others in their potential. Um, because some it in some of these well most of the things that I have explored really doesn't require uh, money or very minimal cost. And then you know, it just really takes me being personally motivated in order to um, continue on with that practice. But you do have to be committed to it. And um, the types of behaviors that we exhibit from day to day um, and trying to hone in those talents um, can be productive for our employers. It, it can expand us in, in a different way. It could change our mindset and get us to look at new problems and new solutions and be more adaptable, be more flexible, and also be more competitive because that means that we're, we're looking at it with a different mindset. And so if you do something um, that is different from your normal routine, just remember that you can learn from different ways. You can learn from browsing the internet. And I just told you about a TED Talk that I listen to. It could be something as simple as that. It could be reading a book or a magazine or a newspaper. Um, but just engaging in things that you're personally interested in. And I, there are a few steps in the research that uh, I wanted to go over with you. And the first one is recognizing your own personal interests. And so we kind of talked about that a little bit and how do you envision your future and what do you have a passion for and what is it that you've always wanted to explore for yourself or learn more about. And then the second thing is to make a list of the things that you would like to learn or you would like to be able to do and just explore those things um, through the internet if you have you know that accessible I know that through COVID-19 it might be a little bit difficult to get to the public library but that's always a great resource um, when I was young we just simply uh, I think about not every household in the community but most of the households and if we didn't we would share whole encyclopedias and we would just pull them off the shelf and kind of explore that world uh, in that way. Um, but now, how fortunate are we that most people have a smartphone um, where they can just at their fingertips explore things? I get um, I laughed at pretty frequently by my friends for pulling out books <laughs> when we can also pull out our smartphones. But um, that's just me. I'm kind of old school like that. I do embrace technology, but sometimes I just like the tangible feel of a book in my hand. So the, then the next step is um, identifying how you would like to get involved and looking at the available resources for you. And so that could, again, simply be your public library, um, blogs or magazines, or even podcasts like this one. And so 
every person has different gifts and you know just don't be afraid to explore and and do some hard work and be dedicated to whatever that is because remember life is a marathon not a sprint and so we have um as humans infinite um capacity to be able to learn the things that we want to learn we just have to do it and so then you can also um structure your learning into your life and so once you decide to do lifelong learning, you have to fit it into your busy schedule at some point. And with us um, being uh, or having more time for COVID-19, even if you're having to work, you still have more personal time because we can't get out and about like we we did in the past. And so now you may have more personal time. And be realistic about it. You know, don't go overboard and just say, I'm going to just go hardcore. If you spend 15 minutes a day doing um, something that you want to train on or you have a passion for, those 15 minutes can make a big difference in your lifelong learning. And then we talked about making a commitment, but also making sure that those are realistic um, expectations and just try to develop those skills, whether it's sewing, cooking, um, public speaking, learning a new language. Um, it could be martial arts or skiing in the wintertime, uh, learning a new exercise or uh, learning a new device. You know, whatever it is for you, I encourage you to um Engage in this and renew your motivation for lifelong learning because we are all lifelong learners, whether we do it intentionally or unintentionally. We're always learning something. So uh, on today's episode, we are looking at your view of lifelong learning and how it relates to us on the continuum of life. And I hope that uh, on tonight's episode that you have um, learn from my small efforts to become a lifelong learner. Uh, I have a natural curiosity for a few things in life, and so I'm not afraid to um, try those things and um, do the best I can, I guess, until I lose interest in it. But I always try to uh, use those things to kind of better me in my professional career and my personal and social life. So I don't tend to just drop things off. I'm sure that there are things that I have tried that I have not been great at. But again, remember the analogy of the symphony, because at one point in your life, all those things that you have learned or all those things that you've gleaned from those things that you've tried are going to seamlessly blend together. And then you'll have your aha moment and you'll know why you did those things. You'll know why you encountered those things. You know why you explored those things. And all those things will seamlessly blend together and then you'll know your why. But I encourage you to um, pursue the things that you're passionate about. Be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself, and be gentle to others. And I am your host, Buffy Williams, and I hope that this episode of Lifelong Learners was um, helpful for you. And on 
Next week, we're going to revisit the topic of the IEP process and we're going to expound on our previous segment on that. And so if you didn't listen to our previous um, episode on the IEP process, I encourage you to go to Spreaker and download that and listen to it before next week's show. Again, I'm your host, Buffy Williams, and thank you for joining us for tonight's show. We hope that you join us next week. That's our time, and you have been listening to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm your host, Buffy Williams. If you like what you've heard, search for us on your smart speaker and listen to us anytime. Thank you for listening. Good night. Until we meet again next Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as we discuss next week's topic. Enjoy expanded content from the New Heights Education Group host on Blog Talk, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and Watch No Learning. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious trans-Pacific stopover on Extremities Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.